All right. Welcome in to another edition of Through the A. Razorback Dave here with your co-host, the Common Fan's own, Austin Dunstan. And Austin, we're coming on a little late this week, but it took me a while to get over that that Missouri loss. I, I, I'm still not sure how I feel about it. Man, it's the first time. Here's here's a good way to put it, and I think Trey Biddy put it, put it this way too. It's the first time this season that I've been disappointed. Yeah, and I think I wasn't so disappointed in the whole game as much as I was the fourth quarter on the defensive I mean, yeah, side of the ball. However, it, how much does losing Grant Morgan play into the, what happened in the fourth quarter? A lot. It, I mean, it plays in a lot. I mean, we're already thin at linebacker. And you lose the leading tackler in the nation. You know, he's the heartbeat of that defense. Him and Jalen Catalan are the two guys that run that defense. And you lose, you have one out for a half and they survive. And you get him back, you're playing well, and you lose the other one. And it's just like, man, these guys can't catch a break. We weren't thin at linebacker. We were non-existent. Remember when we were talking in the (laughs) preseason, everybody was saying, well, they're not going to have any linebackers. And then I think – the Henry kid must have been hurt because I don't think I saw him. I'm not even sure who came in in Grant's place. You know, me neither. And I know we lost Levi Draper early on to a shoulder injury, and he was going to be that next guy. He was a transfer from Oklahoma. Hayden Henry hadn't had that great of a year. I mean, you know, Grant Morgan and Bumper Pool are just better, so he's the backup right there. I think he went in for Grant. But, man, losing your team captain on that defense, it's tough. I mean, it's hard. It's I thought the whole game the defense didn't have an answer for that Missouri offense, and it doesn't make sense because Barry Odom's been so great all year. He knows this personnel better than anywhere else, and he goes in and the defense lays an egg. I mean, uh, I don't know. But, we held them long enough to make a run and get ahead. I mean, when we were up forty to twenty three, I thought we had them. And I then, did too. And then it was Grant the largest comeback. Went. It was the largest fourth quarter comeback in Missouri history. If that tells you. Uh, how big of an egg was laid in the fourth quarter by the defense. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, but, you know, we, we I, I still I still don't know how how I, how I feel about it. Just just because I mean, you can make an excuse, but I had kind of hoped we were past the point of making excuses. You know, here's how I feel about that game. I feel as if that game lost Sam Pittman SEC coach of the year and it lost Barry Odom the, the Frank Broyles award. Probably. That's how I feel about it. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not mad about it. You cannot be disappointed with this season. I mean, we've we've won more SEC games this year than we have won in the last three years combined. So you can't dog on the season. But you know, you lose when you're supposed to win. You know, and the Hogs weren't supposed to win. I mean, they even still covered the two and a half point spread. I mean, that's great and all. But as a Razorback fan, there's no reason for a program like to like Missouri no offense to Missouri, to have five straight wins over Arkansas. Yeah. I well, mean, they're just – and that's, 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 not, that's no excuse. Uh, but it, this one just – it really stings. It hurts, and I'm disappointed. And I hate it because I hadn't felt that way in so long it felt like. I hadn't been disappointed by this Razorbacks team. Yeah, we got beat by LSU. It was disappointing, but I wasn't disappointed in the team. I was very disappointed in, in the fourth quarter performance by the defense. Yeah, yeah, and, and and all that notwithstanding, we've not come on this show one week and had anything good to say about special teams. Not in nine football games yeah. have we ever. <laughs> yeah. Have we come on here and think about what we lost by two? How many extra points did we miss? You guessed it, two. You know, I, I think they're going to have to make a change. 
at, at, at special teams. Special teams is not improving. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know if it's a lack of personnel. You know, he, here's the thing. I'm going to give Scott Fountain the benefit of the doubt. I don't think it's Fountain. Um, here's what I think. You know, your special teams is usually not your starters. It's not your experienced guys. It's those third string. Uh, you you know, expect this, excuse me, except for on, you know, maybe a, a PAT. But typically – it's your third string guys usually that don't see the field. And those have been the guys that have been getting hit by COVID all season. So they've been moving guys around. It's a lot of young people. It's a lot of people playing out of position. COVID has really affected special teams. And, and you know, this special teams was already in a disastrous place before the season. So I'm going to go ahead and blame this season's special team efforts on COVID, on rotating positions, people that haven't played, you know, taking on new assignments. It's, it's hard to do because special teams is so important but everybody's got a specific role. And when one person loses that role, I think it affects everything. It just makes everything look terrible. Well, as Frank Rose was fond of saying, we've got to get better. We just, Absolutely. We just There's no get doubt better. about that. I agree. Because but I'm not, put, I'm, I'm not putting it on Scott Fountain just yet. No, but we get those two extra points back and then take the two-point conversion and kick that extra point. We win 51-50. If you if you take special teams and tweak it a little bit all season, this this Razorback football team is sitting at six and three instead of three and six. Well, and then, then that makes that which, makes another which, valid point. This team is sitting within a frog's hair of being six and three. Right. Well, listen, and you know, <laughs> this is typically whenever you see a team that's three and six that could be six and three, it's year two. Right, it's year two. That's you're true. thinking, okay, next year they're going to be able to compete. They're going to learn how to win. They're going to close out these games. But this is year one, and we're sitting here saying the Hogs with the hardest schedule in college football history, with one of the worst teams ever in last season, and we're sitting here saying they could easily be six and three. To me, that's a great sign. I'm not discouraged whatsoever. And I heard some idiot on Barstool Sports saying. Yeah, Arkansas is praising Sam Pittman. Well, he's three and six. Well, first of all, the guy that was the idiot that was saying it is a Mississippi State fan, so he can't really say anything. No, but because they got all, their butts kicked. Yeah, so, they lost to, to Georgia's water boy. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say yeah, if you're um, if you're if you're uh you know on A and M's team or Alabama or somebody like that, you can talk that kind of smack. But you're, I'm sorry, Ole Miss, or even us, from not the, even Ole Miss, the state of Mississippi. <laughs> You're from the state of Mississippi. Yeah. You got nothing to say. Uh, nothing yeah, to say. that's my point. But anyway, you know, your new coach people, got his butt like kicked. That, yeah, it's it's people like that on the outside that look at the three and six and say, you know, Arkansas really hasn't improved that much. Well, but they could easily be six and three. They really are four and five because we're counting the Auburn game. Yeah. Um, but a team that should be six and three, in my opinion, has always been a good sign because. I remember thinking back to maybe Bobby Petrino or you know, even Brett Bielema, the year that they won eight or nine games, the year before that, they, they had lost a lot, but it felt like they were getting better. It felt like they were competing in every game, and that's what this Hogs team has done. So I'm not discouraged absolutely whatsoever. And, you know, I kind of want to – if you, do you have anything else negative to say about that game? Because I kind of want to hop into some positives. I don't think so, no. Well, I want you to go ahead and give me <laughs> – Give me your take on K.J. Jefferson's performance on Saturday. I think he finally showed himself to be as good as you thought he's been, if you, as you thought yeah. he was. Yeah, he had, I and, Well, agree. And, and, you know, to be fair, he was healthy, and he got to stay in a whole game. So, I mean, yeah. 
because at the beginning and it wasn't LSU. You know, no, in the first two positions, he really didn't look great. In fact, the first time he ran the football, I thought, man, what happened to him? I thought he had some speed. But it t- yeah. it just took him a little while to get in the flow of the ball game and get settled and get comfortable. And I, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be yeah more than surfaceable. Um, yeah, I I think he has potential to be the best quarterback at Arkansas. Well, let's say dual threat since Matt Jones. I mean, there hadn't been yeah. that many since Matt Jones. Well, Matt but, Jones didn't have know, KJ that, Jefferson's arm. Matt Jones could throw the ball. Right. He wasn't a passer. Yes. So what I'm saying is, you remember that crazy two point conversion to put the Hogs ahead? Oh yeah. Um, that was that had Matt Jones play written all over yeah, it. Yeah. Something and, like that would happen to Matt Jones, and it, you know, it, it it made me really excited for the future because I've always I've always been a huge KJ Jefferson guy. Yep. I think he's got a big time live arm. He's accurate and he can run the football and he fits perfectly in Kendall Bryles' offense. And so that's very exciting. I'm not worried about the quarterback position for next year like I was you know, probably two weeks ago. I didn't yeah. know what was going to happen because yeah. we had only seen KJ in those those packages that suck at, at the goal line. Yeah. And then one time we saw Malik and we were like, well, is that it for KJ? But now I think the rumors have settled and we can kind of see that KJ really is probably the future of this program. Yeah, and you know, he, at the end, the times he got was able to get in the ball game last year, he showed up early and then he, I think he got hit pretty hard a few times. And he was never yeah. he was never a hundred percent. I think he was a little bit gun shy after some of those hard hits. He's obviously put on some more weight, and he's thicker, and he's probably tougher. And being like I say, being able to come in and stay in, and know that there wasn't anybody coming behind him, it was it was his game to play. Uh, it, yeah, it, I think absolutely. it helped him settle in, and I thought he called a pretty good ball game. He does. I don't think he has the the check. The check that the checks that maybe Felipe has, but but he 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 certainly didn't cost us that ball game. I mean, they put up fifty points. No, and you know that'll and that'll come with experience. I mean, he's just a freshman. I mean, he's a redshirt freshman, but next year even he'll still be a redshirt freshman. And another another bright spot man was Traylon Smith. Well, he's been a bright spot all year. Uh, from the first time he touched the ball, he's been a bright spot. I've, I've said on this show several times. I thought. At least at the time, for the time being, he was the better back between him and Boyd. They do different things, but he showed himself to be able to run between the tackles on Saturday, and and that boat. I mean, he looked like a little Emmett Smith running around out there. Yeah, and yeah, and, I mean, and I I noticed that he wears twenty two. Yeah, Traylon Smith, man, I can't say no good things about the kid. I think he's a great person. He's an, a fantastic football player. He's undersized, yeah, but. Man, when he's in, when he's under a pile, he moves it forward. Yeah, and he, I think he, he was excited too. Trucking, man. The interviews that yeah. he did last week when he knew he was going to be, you know, halfback one, he he was yeah. he was ready for the challenge. He had he he said all the right things and and then went out there and backed up. What do you have like 170 yards? It's like 168, 170 yards and three touchdowns. And, and and I guess that probably not to slick slink back towards negativity, but that's the one thing that did frustrate me about the ball game. And I do feel this way about it is that the one day we were able to get the offense rolling and yeah. putting up 50 points, the defense couldn't stop a team from going the length of the field in 40 seconds. 
that yeah. that right there that irritated me. I, I was I was pretty hacked off about that. I wouldn't like screaming at the TV or anything, but but I thought you know the one time we finally get the offense, we put up fifty points and had to go for two to get there, and then we couldn't hold them forty three seconds. Yeah, I know, man. I I text you early on. And I don't believe this a hundred percent. Um, but man, I, I literally texted you and said it was early in the game when we were down ten to zero. I, I texted you and said it looks like Barry Odom wants Missouri to win. Yeah, I, I, we literally Arkansas had a Swiss cheese defense the entire game. Could not do anything with a below average SEC offense. And I'm just worried about what this team is going to look like on defense on Saturday against Bama. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I I I bet we cover the spread. I don't. I don't think I don't Alabama, know what the I don't, is. I don't either. There may not even be a line on it, but I know that Alabama is going to get a comfortable lead in the first half, and they're going to rest their starters for the SEC championship game. They're not yeah. going. They're not going to get anybody hurt Saturday trying to run the score up on us. And if they do, I hope they get somebody hurt trying to run the score yeah. up on us because there's the spread there's right no now, class in that. The spread right now is thirty one and a half. Right. Now that's not Which to say that. Which is what I figured. There are I think that's a respectable come spread. in and score on us. Well, that's on us. But I, I don't. Yeah. I don't expect to see the ones in the second half. You know, and we we our offense is finally clicking. I don't know who is going to be the starter. I've seen Pittman say, you know, Franks is still a little sore. He's a game time decision. So you could see Franks, or you could see you could see KJ. I'm comfortable <laughs> with throwing either of them out there. I'm not even. I'm even comfortable with if. Felipe is 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 hurt or is a healthy? Go ahead and throw KJ out there, man. I it all depends on what Franks wants to do. I mean, I know he doesn't want to get hurt for the draft. He's done what he's supposed to do in my books. He's one of the greatest Razorbacks to ever put on that uniform. I have the utmost respect for for Felipe Franks, and I always will. He'll always be a hog. And um, I, I, and I, I would, think you're I, right. I, I think they even, could I, they could use the ribs to hold him out and to save him for the yeah. draft if they wanted to without it reflecting yeah. poorly on him. Yeah, and I don't think he's the type. He doesn't strike me as the type of football player to opt out. No hate to Rakeem Boyd, but Franks has taken on that leader role. People look up to him. I could, And I would not blame him one bit for sitting out the rest of the season to go to the draft. I would not blame him one bit, and I don't think any Razorback fan that is, um, that's realistic, that's a true Razorback fan, would blame him. All right, well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about what a true Razorback fan is because we've never really taken that up on this show or any other show for that matter. So I have no idea what you're going to say, but I'm looking forward to it. You're listening to Through the A. We'll be right back right after this. your business free from infection is serious business. Are you making sure your employees and customers are safe with solutions that are truly safe for them to use? If you're asking employees to use disinfectant all day, every day, make sure it's the right choice. If you want your customers to be safe, use the best products. Waltz D is an EPA-registered hard surface disinfectant that is FDA-approved for food contact surfaces. It's a new era of clean, built for the new normal. An environmentally friendly disinfectant that is safe, effective, and sustainable. 
Welcome back to Through the A. Store.avcare.com. Use the code TCF20. Get 20% or what is it? 5% off of 5%. your... 5%. And uh, Avcare will kick a little uh, tack back to the show. So you want to help the boys out. TCF20. Store.avcare.com. That's A-V-K-A-R-E.com. So Austin, what is a true Razorback fan? <laughs> Well, it's kind of a loaded question, I guess. It is. Um, but, but you know, to me, a true Razorback fan is somebody who sticks with the team, you know, through thick and thin, so, like yourself and myself have over as long as we've known each other. I mean, I can't think of a, of a time where I ever thought, you know, I think I'm going to switch teams. I think I'm going to switch to a better football team. This team could go 0-12 for five seasons in a row. And I would still be optimistic and excited for the next season to come. I mean, I think that's the start of a Razorback fan. I can tell you, I, I might answer that question by telling you what's not a real Razorback fan. Okay. A real, a, a fake Razorback fan. Let me tell you this. This is what a fake Razorback fan is. A fake fan will go on Twitter and will dog, you know, players. You know, you're playing bad. You're terrible. The team sucks. Debbie Downer this. Listens to outside noise and has that effect their opinion of the football team has the record affect the opinion of the football team? Because at the end of the day, I don't care what the record says at the end of the season, the Razorbacks are headed to a very good spot in the SEC. They will be competitive. And I think the fake fans see the three and six record, three and six record and say, you know what? This team still sucks. But the matter of fact is, is they don't, they could easily be six and three. And the fact that we can say that, should tell you where this program is headed, and the fake ones will tell you that we're, we're not going anywhere and Pittman was the wrong guy. I think we should have a contest. So What's that? Can we – Can we? I guess we could use the common fan officials, either the Instagram or Twitter or even both for that matter. So what are the, the common fan uh, sites? Yeah, well, Twitter is the common fan. It's just at the common fan. And Instagram is at the common fan official. Uh, go look us up. Go give us a follow. We're on both of those social media platforms. So what's your, what's your contest? So, I, so I can they see. direct message you? Yeah, uh, they can, those, the DMs uh, are always open. Okay, or just so, tweet at so, us. You so, can tweet at us or, or DM us on Instagram. All right, so here's what we want. It would tweet at us or DM us at the Common Fan Official on Twitter. Is the same for Instagram. We have There's four, and two of them are one thing, and two of them are the other, and I get them mixed up. So Instagram <laughs> and Twitter, are they the Instagram same? Instagram is the Common No, Instagram okay. And YouTube are the same. They're both the Common Fan okay. Official. See, and the website is also thecommonfanofficial.com. It's clear who the younger one And the Twitter one is the, just the Common Fan. It's clear who the younger one of us two are. Because <laughs> I got no idea. But, okay, so one Twitter's at the Common Fan Official, and Instagram is at the Common Fan. So what I want you Still to do. Backwards. Still backwards. Still backwards. Wow, that's what, that's what I meant. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, say it one more time, and I'm going to give you the contest. Twitter, at the Common Fan. Instagram at the common fan official. Okay. So what we want to do, if, if anybody responds, DM us at one of those two places with, you are a real Razorback fan. If fill in the blank, send it to us. We'll read them on the air. We'll pick the best one. And I'll send somebody a 32 ounce bottle of the Walt Steve. Let you try it out. It's really good stuff. I, I use it. There everywhere. you go. But let's, let's, like let's that. do this. I can get, I can get a 32 ounce bottle of Walt's D or, or you might want the Waltz free. If you want the hand sanitizer, I'll let you pick. 
So you're going to want to DM us at Twitter or at Instagram at the Common Fan and tell us you are a Arkansas, a true Arkansas Razorback fan if. And I'm going to start, and I'm going to say, if you wore anything that had Arkansas on it while Chad Boris was the coach. <laughs> anything. <laughs> I mean, I wear Man. I wear my I wore my hog hat when uh uh poor old the fellow that took over for uh Bobby Petrino. L, John L. Smith. Uh, John L. Smith, bless his heart. When John L. I was mm. still wearing my Razorback gear when, when John L. Smith was coaching. Golly, yeah, bad. We've come we've come a long way from long Bobby, way. from Bobby Petrino to where we are now. Man, what I would give to still have Bobby Petrino as head coach of the Razorbacks. It's been quite the road. I, you know, I, th- I think maybe Sam Pittman takes us further. I, I, because, I hope. And I, and I I'm hope gonna, you're and right. I, I, hey, and I'm going to tell you why. I think Petrino knew football, but he had no relationship with the players that you could see. And I've never heard anybody come on the Hog Pod or any of these other shows that played for Petrino, that talked about him the way some of these guys talk about Pittman, or the way people talked about Houston Nutt. I think the difference maybe between Pittman and Nutt as a player relations and is that he has that – he can be an authoritative figure. He can run the show. He can be the boss without degrading the player or making him – I mean, he's, he's pretty – He's pretty no nonsense. I mean, he well, he told him when he got there. Look, we're going to write it all down on a piece of paper, and if we write it down on a piece of paper, we're doing it. And if you stray away from that, you're not going to be doing it with us. Period. That's pretty yeah. matter of fact. If it's if, if we wrote it down, that's what we're doing. Yeah, and and I and no, I, I agree. And and I think what that means is is he doesn't care how good you are. If you screw up, you're going to pay the cost. And I don't know that we've – the players' coaches don't typically do that. They got different levels of punishment for different levels of athlete. I think Bobby Petrino punished everybody, even if they did good. I don't know how much love Bobby Petrino spread. I mean, he loved to win, and the players loved to win, and the players bought into what Petrino sold because they knew it was a road to success. But I don't know if they enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't know if they enjoy. I think I think they're getting the same thing with Pittman, except the difference is that they're enjoying it. Is what I think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, man, I couldn't be more happy with how Pittman's performed this first year. I mean, my expectations weren't very high. I'm not going to lie. I don't think anybody's were. And I, it's just he's come in and he's proven everybody wrong. I mean, there's so many people call, that were calling him George's water boy and who is this guy. I was one of them. I didn't ever call him a George's water boy. I knew I, – I didn't know who Sam Pittman exactly was. I knew he used to coach offensive line. But I didn't make a judgment call on Pittman until I saw that he was introduced uh, to the fans. And his official announcement, after I wa- – I watched it twice, once by myself and once with my roommate Peyton. And I said, now, what do you think of that coach right there? He said, that's a coach I would want to play for. Keep in mind that PT, um, he was an offensive lineman at Innsworth. He's had, he had a lot of D1 offers, blew out his knee, ended up not playing, uh, had spots at Tennessee and Ole Miss. So 
that's an SEC recruit talking. And he said, you know, I would want to play for that guy. And so I think that's something that we've lacked since probably Houston Nuttit, somebody that the, the team will want to fight for. Definitely. Definitely. And I, and I think that's what we're going to get. I, I, I knew anything was better than what we had. So and, yeah, and I remember, it was hard to go backwards. And I remember Pittman when he was here with Bielema, him and him and Chaney were here with Bielema, and I don't know how they got sideways with Bielema, but I have got a theory, but I don't think it's important. But he yeah. moved, he moved on. Jim Chaney moved on, and now he's back, and I think we're glad to have him. Well, well, no doubt, we're glad to have him. Well, he's certainly glad to be here. So, all right. So, what's success look like Saturday against Alabama? It's eleven o'clock kickoff, so we won't have to sweat it all day. And then, you know, by the middle of the afternoon, we'll be over it and moved on to something else. What's success well, look like? Uh, it's tough to say, you know, because I the hogs. Hear me out. I don't think the hogs are going to win this one. <laughs> I, I really don't think they will. I think. Are you not hammering the fight, money line? I think. Oh, I'm going to – dude, come on. Of course I'm going to put money on the money line. Of course I am. I'll look – after I'm done talking, I'll look at, and tell you what a $10 bet will win you. <laughs> but right. um, success on Saturday to me, man, it's what it's been all year. Not getting embarrassed. Don't go out there and get embarrassed. Prove that you belong in the SEC. Put up a little bit of a fight, man. I mean, I'm not expecting the Hogs to win or even really come close, but I'm expecting them to go out there and look like an SEC football team. I'm expecting them to put up some points, maybe get a couple stops. I mean, by no means am I saying I expect success to come, you know, by a close game, hard, like hard fought and hogs come out on top. But I would like to see some fight. I want to see some glimpses of where this program is really headed. It'll be a true test. It's the best in the country, best in the SEC. And I think that's where the success will come on Saturday. We're going to have to go back to our moral victories, but I'm okay with that for one game. Well, and I, th- I think we knew that it was going to be like that. Now, all that being said, if – and these are a lot of big ifs, but if Alabama for some – and I don't think they would do this because of how well we've played all year, but if they were to take us lightly and come in and half-ass it a little bit for the first half where Arkansas could keep it close, maybe keep us – keep it keep a game – make it make a game of it for the first three quarters, I think – that would be a possibility. It's not beyond the realm of possibility. We would have to play well, flawless. I'll, you know, we'd have to. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. On on Saturday, I won't be able to watch the game per usual. Uh, I won't be able to sit down in my room and you know not have anybody talk to me. My girlfriend graduates, so I won't be able to watch the game on a TV. Now I will be sneaking in my phone, have an AirPod in the whole time. Uh, but don't, don't don't tell her. Okay, but oh, I think it would be helpful though if you could maybe hear about any uh, law school scholarship offers from the University of Arkansas. Might go <laughs> yeah. a long way to you getting out of that one. <laughs> I know. Well, anyway, <laughs> I will say this: the last time it's crazy that I remember this. <laughs> the last time I was unable to watch an Arkansas Alabama game was the year that AJ Derby was our tight end. We were wearing the throwback 1964 uniforms, and we lost to Alabama 14 to 13 in Fayetteville. Yep, I think the, That's re- the, last the referees time wiggled us out of that one that day. <laughs> I I was in, I was at a, a Nashville Predators hockey game with my family from Oklahoma and Dallas, Texas, because the Predators were playing the Stars, and I was trying to watch it on my phone, but I could not get service in Bridgestone Arena. Shout out mm. to Sprint. 
couldn't get service. There was no Wi-Fi at the time in, in Bridgestone. But I, so I'm just saying, I'm just saying the last time I was unable to watch it on a TV because I had prior, uh, what's the word, prior uh, plans, I guess, was a really, really, really good game. The Hogs could have won that one. I don't know. So I'm just saying that, throwing that out there in the universe. Who knows? Money line's $1,500, $10, Yeah, that's pretty far-fetched. <laughs> yeah. Anything's it, possible. Yeah, it'd be crazy. I've seen it happen before. Absolutely. I, I I do think though with 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 Grant Morgan out on defense, it's gonna be a tall order. I, we're not gonna tackle Najee Harris. I've never now, seen Now are we sure Grant Morgan is out? I uh, no. I, I thought what was his injury? Did you ever hear? I know it was a knee. I never saw – I saw him on the bike on the sideline trying to go back in the game because I'll tell you what, dude, that's that's a tough SOB. He is tough, probably the toughest player I've seen, probably since his brother Drew. I'm going to be was shocked if he, he was doesn't a, come back next year. I would be absolutely shocked if he wasn't at least dressed out on the sideline for this Saturday. He could have a torn ACL right now, knock on wood yeah. that he doesn't. I hope he doesn't. But it would not shock me one bit to see Grant Morgan – on the sidelines with the, with the uniform on, yeah. even if he's not, even if he knows he's not going to play, I guarantee you he's there somewhere. Do you think he comes back? Yes, I do. I, 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 do, I do. I, I mean, I think it's going to be. It. It, I, I, I think I, he loves the program. He loves the work. He loves being the leader. I I think he just loves it. And I'm going to tell you, having been in college and not been in college, I'd stay as long as I could. Yeah, well, he's probably played his what played himself into a draft spot. I mean, he is undersized, so he's probably a late-round guy. But, I mean, good Lord, he leads the nation in tackles. Yeah, he could make I mean, somebody's but I don't, squad work his way on a team for sure. I don't know if he wants to leave Arkansas. He's a homegrown Arkansas boy, absolutely loves the Razorbacks, loves that Arkansas across his chest, man. I think it'd be an easy sell for him to come back. I, and I know Pittman's already been on him about it. You know, Grant said it's yeah. pretty nice getting recruited because he was a walk-on. Also, shout-out to Grant Morgan. Couldn't think of a better football player in college football to be named a semifinalist for the Brandon Burlesworth Award, and I hope he brings it home. Yeah, I do. I don't think anybody from Arkansas has ever won it, which is well, a, he should. A he is the definition of some, Brandon, Brandon Burlesworth. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I, and, and surely if they're going to ever let somebody from Arkansas win it, it'll be Grant. I hope it. I, I man, I hope. I hope it. It's like a Heisman to me. I I want Grant Morgan to win that Burlesworth Award so badly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you had a chance to watch Grader? <laughs> a couple times. Yeah. Have you? It's. I, I've read the book. I have the book. Me and you here. watched you it grad- in theater, man. That's, that's right. I, <laughs> did I take you out of school for that? You pulled me out of school <laughs> and said, "Hey, we're going to the movies." I'm just, okay. I, I think I did the day it opened in the theater. I came. And you pulled did. You. I checked. I you think out we might have been the only two guys in that theater too, because it was been. like a noon on a Thursday. Yeah. You're like, "Hey, let's go to this movie." <laughs> okay, I don't care. Anything. Pulled me out of school out of to class. go watch Grader. Yeah. Well, it was took me back for baseball practice. Guarantee you that. That's true. I did. But but you 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 wanted to do that too though it wasn't just yeah I, I had to do that yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah I have Brandon's book here you should take it and read it sometime yeah I'd love to read it man so real quick let's talk about the basketball team before we get out of here okay. they're they're pretty darn good they, they're five and zero oh now we, we're recording this right after they beat the brakes off of Southern that's right they um, did what was that I turned it off at seventy four forty four what did it end up do you know I think it ended up seventy nine forty four. Yeah, they were they were on cruise control. There's about two minutes left when I cut it off, but but they yeah. they've got and I, I you know I think that Eric Musselman having so much experience in the developmental league for the NBA 
have you know how you notice how many transfers he has on this team? I yeah, think Connor Van Over, Vance he, Jackson. Yeah, he is used to taking kids like that and molding them into a team. Yeah, I mean, uh, not to mention he had he had success at Nevada. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, Musselman's obviously the right guy for the job. Uh, this year they're going to compete for the SEC. I promise. I'm actually planning a trip up to Knoxville to watch him play uh, Tennessee on January 6th. That would be so, a good trip. Yeah. So that's going to happen. Road, um, road but I mean, you got to farewell in the SEC, but well, you know, I don't. You know, I won't live and die with that one. It's not like the football team playing Tennessee. That's completely different. Um, however. I will say that yes, he can develop these transfers, man. And but my God, he had the fifth best recruiting class in the nation last year. Four yeah. four-star, grown, homegrown Arkansas yeah. guys that are playing out of their freaking minds. I mean, Moses Moody had twenty-four points tonight, and I I, I I can't remember who else had it, but he was one of only two to have twenty-four points his freshman year in a in a basketball game. I can't remember who the other one was, but I mean, this freshman class is dirty. Connor Vanover is not human. He's seven foot three, can dunk it standing up, doesn't have to jump for rebounds, and, and is a sniper from three point range. And he's a transfer too. He should have played last year, but I've he could I've never seen a seven foot three guy get hit a three like that. It's unbelievable. It's not fair because he can dunk, he can rebound, he can pass, and he can shoot. I was going to say, he's almost looking he's not down in fast. the basket. <laughs> no, yeah, he, he doesn't, he doesn't not very speed fast. up and down the floor. And, you know, Nolan Richardson would have never recruited a guy like that. Because he couldn't yeah, run. Yeah, well, shoot, shoot, he's moving seven foot three. That's I mean, true. Golly, That's what true. you expect the guy to do? He takes two steps and he's at half court. Yeah. All right, so that's going to do it for the show this week. Uh, shout out to all the Razorback fans. So get out there. Tell them where to go to enter this contest. Yeah, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter, at the Common Fan. Go ahead on Instagram, at the Common Official. Tweet at us. Send us a DM, whatever you can do. But whatever you can do, hit us with the follow. Uh, we'll be sure to read them off next show, so be sure to tune in next time as well. Go ahead and visit the website, too, uh, at thecommonfanofficial.com, as well as go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're all about to go on Christmas break, so we're going to try to upload some more. Uh, where uh, are we at sure on the Christmas subscribe. special for the Common Fan? We're, it's in the works. It's in the works. We're trying to. I'm actually getting on a call here with Nathan Master here in a few minutes to discuss further. All right. Well, that sounds good. Remember, DM us with your, your real Arsenal Razorback fan if – we got a 32-ounce bottle of Walt Steve for you, and we'll read all the entries on the air. Until next time, for Austin Dunstan, this is Razorback Dave. Woo pig. We'll see you next time. <laughs>